Welcome to the On The Gold Podcast. I'm your host, Kevin Hoagland, and joining me today is my co-host and producer, Mr. Kevin Bell. Kevin, how are you today? Great. How's it going, Kev? It is going fantastic, man. I will tell you that summer has hit Arizona. I don't know what your temperatures have been like in California, but we are, we, we've touched over 100 in at least a couple of days, and so the summertime prospecting rules are in effect for Arizona, mm-hmm. at least for me. And for me, that yeah. means I get out at 4.35 o'clock. I, my, the claim that I've been working on lately is less than a 20-minute drive, so I can leave at 4.30, be out there when the sun starts to come up and have my detector or digging material by 5 o'clock, and I am back at the house by noon, maybe one at mm-hmm. the latest. Yeah, not as bad not as bad uh, here as there, but we're getting into the high 80s and uh, peaking at the low 90s, so... Yep, summer's here too. How was your last mining Thursday? Uh, we did well. We did a uh, little over a gram, one point zero six grams. And so, how many? And how many hours were you on the ground this time? Oh gosh, we even left early. Uh, about three hours, I think. Well, you've yeah. hit the trend. I mean, you you've done your prospecting. You know exactly where you're headed. Mm-hmm. And you're following that trend. And we've talked about that in previous podcasts. And, um, yeah, it, it's, you're there. And yeah. in our last podcast, we talked about the red dirt, talking about red dirt. And mm-hmm. promised to do a podcast on it. So this is that podcast. But it's, when we were talking about the red dirt, the more I thought about this, um, this may not necessarily be about red dirt. It's going to be more about indicators. And mm-hmm. not every indicator has gold. And you know, there's there's hundreds of examples of, of that all over the world. And, and uh, you were talking about one a little while ago before we started the podcast. And it's one that I'm familiar with in uh, Northern California. Mm-hmm. Sure. And, and, you know, one side of the mountain has gold and the opposite side doesn't. And... You know, you see those kind of things in California and in Arizona. I you, mean, where you see it you know, anywhere the where injection there's gold. happened. Yeah, the injection happened on one side, and and just for whatever reason, didn't happen on the other. Right. But what's really interesting, and, and I know the area that you're, you're talking about, and I've been there and I've prospected. But what I always found was really interesting: the indicators that are on the side of the mountain that have that has no gold is identical to the indicators on the other side of the mountain that are loaded full of gold. A lot of people got rich on the western side. Mm-hmm. And a whole lot of people went broke on the eastern side. You bet. You know, the you only bet. difference was just a slight chemical uh, uh, just a slight chemical difference that facilitated the dispersion of the gold. I mean, that's all mm-hmm. there is to it. It it just it's just a, a very simple, simple process. Well, it's right. actually a very complex process that, that we can't even fathom. Well, yeah, of course we can, but, you know, it's not something mm-hmm. that we can do. And, you know, right. it doesn't matter how it happened. It just happened. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of, you know, let's talk. And I'm going to jump right into the red dirt because this is, it's, it's interesting. I have had uh, two people that I've talked to in the last month, month and a half, that basically have come across the same exact type of 
of, of just indicators. And I'm just going to call them indicators because that's what they are. Mm-hmm. And they're, they're very, very similar. They're not identical, but they're very similar. And one of them is on a privately held claim that a fairly new to prospecting guy has. And then the other one is out on open land that doesn't have any claims. And or this particular area is not in claim. I've got a funny feeling by now it probably is because of what the end of this podcast is going to be. I'm sure that it will probably be claimed by then, but let's talk about this. Had a guy call me fairly new to prospecting said, look, you know, everybody talks to me about going to the red area and looking for these indicators and doing this and doing that. And I went to this spot while I was just out prospecting. I was out walking around. I was looking at these different things and I ran across this spot that was just, just incredibly red. Um, Lots of, lots of rust, lots of everything that you would think of as an area that would have gold. And he described mm-hmm. the area, he said it's about 30 feet wide, about 60 foot long, and he started prospecting it. He started prospecting it. He's listened to things that we've talked about. He's listened to things that other people have talked about, and he knows how to prospect or at least the basics of it, which is good. Mm-hmm. That's, that's all that matters. He's got the basics down. So he was doing testing and sampling. So he was testing all the way across this 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 swath, this rectangular area, and then moving forward and testing and testing and testing and testing, and he wasn't getting any gold at all. Mm-hmm. All the indicators were there. I and and when I when when he got done telling me about the area, I said, okay, now let's let's go back and let's talk about what you saw and what you were what you were dealing with. So my first question to him was, is there iron mineralization there? Is there iron? You're saying that it's a red area. Well, not every red area has iron. Mm-hmm. Okay, is there iron mineralization? Absolutely. Everywhere I put my magnet, just iron, loads and loads of iron, okay? And tell me about the rock. You know, Tell me about all this because what he was describing to me at one point is that there was this one part of this had just dirt, just dirt on top of it. He got into it, and then he got into some really fine gravel, and then as he was starting to dig down a little bit more, he got into these rocks, and these rocks were compacted in these different areas, and he was moving that out. He was pulling that material, getting it into the bucket, classifying it down, panning it, and and still not finding really any gold. He found a few specks. So after he described everything to me, I said, okay, now tell me a little bit more about what you were looking at. Think about it. Tell me what you were seeing as you were doing your testing and doing your sampling. And as he started to describe what he was working, Mm -hmm. realized it was cobble. It was Mm -hmm. rounded river rock cobble. Yep. And I just, you know, I said, hey, the only thing I actually said to him was, hold it. You, you, what you're describing is cobbling. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 cobble. It's definitely cobbled material, and it's packed in, and you can see, you know, there's black sand all around it, and, and these different areas. Like, wow, okay, keep going. And he described more and more, and he, and and at that point, as he was going on, he went, he he stopped for a moment, and he went, huh, it is cobble, isn't it? I said, yeah, it is. What you're describing is cobble, right? And now, what are you going to do? And he went, well. I was in a water channel. Perfect. Good mm-hmm. job. 
You figured that one out. You were in a water channel. Great. So now what? And he started thinking. I'm not really, I'm not giving him any answers. All I'm doing is letting him realize what he was doing. And what had happened is he had, he, he, one of those things, um, couldn't see the forest because of the trees, something like mm-hmm. that. He's sampling, he's sampling, he's not getting anything out of it. And, you know, but he's going to continue to sample. And then he, he looked at this thing and went, oh, okay, what do we got here? Well, what he has is a puzzle. Right. He has a puzzle. He's got that thousand piece black puzzle with right in the right. center of it is like six pieces of, that makes a gold circle. Right. You know? So now it's, now he has to start looking at it. The only thing that I asked him to do was when you go back out there, just start prospecting away from that area. Start looking at mm-hmm. it. Uh, don't look at it from right there. Now start looking at it from, you know, the, the 20 foot level, the 50 foot level, the hundred foot level. Every time you move out, Start where you were at and then work in a circle. Figure out which way that material was coming from. Mm-hmm. And as we talked a little bit more, I asked him, you know, when you were pulling this material, when you were when you were working this material, describe the way the sand and the and the and the fine gravels were packed around the cobbles. And he started to describe it. And the more he described it, the more I could hear the I could hear him getting excited. Because he was starting to realize that he probably already knew the direction of the water. Because if you look at yeah. a boulder in the water and there's sand and you know, you've got flow coming one direction, you're going to have heavy sand on one side and very light sand on the other side. You're going to have the drop-offs. Mm-hmm. And he was starting to think about those and he was starting to see those in his mind from what he what he had been doing. Right. The next day he went out to this area, went back to this area, started working by prospecting, looking at everything instead of where the indicator is. You know, the indicator is a great thing, but you know what? The inside bend of a stream is a great thing. It's a great indicator. Mm-hmm. But how many times have we talked about it? I mean, the, the rule of thumb podcast I, right. I, I say every podcast that we've talked about, when we talk about the rules of thumbs and when we talk about all of these different things, just because it's where gold is supposed to be doesn't mean that that's where gold is going to be. Right. It may have never got that far. And that was the case with this area. Mm-hmm. A big boulder 50 feet up from an inside bend of a stream is going to change everything. The gold right. may not be where you where it's supposed to be. Rules of thumb. This is rules of prospecting. And I don't care if you're in California, if you're in or I don't care where you are prospecting. These are things right. that you look for. I've got an indicator. And as the, you know, as, and as has been said for decades, I can, you know, wherever there's gold, there's black sand. Okay. But not necessarily where there is black sand is there gold. So he's on an area where there's a whole lot of black sand, but there's hardly. There, he said out of all of his testing, he got like nine specks of gold, and he was ready to walk away. But something was bugging him. And the more he talked it out, the more he realized what was bugging him. He's in the middle of the desert, right next to a mountain. 
everything else out there is angular except for this 30 by 60 foot area of just red, red soil, red ground loaded full of cobble. Mm-hmm. And he hadn't, see, you know, it was not seeing the forest because of the trees. He knew something was different, but he just had to find He just had to talk it out. He had to right. talk it out and realize what it was. So he went back out and he started prospecting. He started, he, you know, he went back over to a couple of those spots. He dug, he dug down a little bit. He looked at the way the sand and everything else was packed around these, some of these cobble. And he picked a direction and he started walking and he was testing and he was constantly testing and constantly sampling these areas. And he said about 45, 50 feet away from where that spot was, he noticed an anomaly in the ground where it looked like there was kind of a shift. It was like one side was was kind of flat and had material packed up around it, and the other side was just kind of smooth and then just kind of made this run and did these other things. And he thought, hmm, this is interesting. This is interesting. It's different. It's something that's different. We always talk about looking for the similarities, but we also have to look for the differences. And he Mm -hmm. started looking at that spot and went over and took his pick and he started digging down and he hit hard pan. He hit a hard pan and he moved back a little bit further and he continued to work. And suddenly that hard pan dropped down another 16, 18 inches. And when he dug down on the front side of that, he had seven grams of gold. In five, wow. in you know, seven grams of gold. The biggest piece was just under a half a gram, and the rest of it was very, very fine gold. But it was also, he said, most of it was, you know, the majority of it had traveled. It wasn't, you know, rug. It wasn't coarse, raggedy gold. It had been traveling. Mm-hmm. So. Man, talk about taking an indicator that had nothing, and instead of walking away from everything, taking the time to prospect the other area. And the more he looked at this, the more he could see what happened. This water was moving so fast at one time or another, and God knows how long this has been there. I mean, it's been there for millions of years, I'm sure, but it's, Mm -hmm. it's pretty much a dry area now. And at one point in time and another, who knows how long ago, there was a lot of water that was moving through here. And that area packed in. It packed in full of small gravels. It packed in with medium-sized cobbles and everything else like that. And this gold would, would hit this area, and the gold would settle in, and the rest of that material was just being moved on. And specific right. gravity takes effect. Gold's going to drop out here. Iron is lighter, and it's going to go ahead and continue to move until it just quits moving. Until mm-hmm. the until it slows down enough that it just stops moving, and that's what happened. It moved more cobble, and then maybe I don't know. Maybe it widened out, and everything just kind of dropped there. Who knows? Well, you know the the big thing. You know, you talked about it earlier, and he he actually stayed with it. He actually the big key is you have to look for all the puzzle pieces. All of them. You got to get to those six pieces that make that gold center. Right. And, and he stayed with it and, and kept working it and found some additional puzzle pieces and, and was rewarded. I mean, that was, that's, that was a big, a big key with prospecting is 
trying to find all the puzzle pieces, right? And he stayed with it. Right. And one of the things, of course, it took a phone call with you, and he actually, you know, as he was talking it out, formulated a, you know, a new plan. But you got to know when to stop testing in one area and change tactics. Mm-hmm. And and by changing those tactics, he was successful. Right. So just very successful. Yeah. And, and those kind of things are key. As we talked about it before, some areas have all the signs, but not any gold. Right. And so by stopping and changing those tactics, you know, finding those other pieces, he was successful. And that's so. what it all, that's, it's just that simple. Look, I didn't, I, I, I didn't give this guy a single answer. All I wanted to do was just, he just talked it and he talked it and he talked it and over and over and over. And as he was going, he was finding his own answers. He was starting to see those things because Mm -hmm. like I said, he hasn't been prospecting for long, just a, just a few short years, but he had learned enough, but he was still hung up on those rules of thumb, you know, look, Mm -hmm. these heavy mineralized areas. So, uh, gosh, if you're out there, hanging out in the desert or, or, or on the side of a hill or something like that, and you see a red area, it doesn't mean that it's not going to have gold, but you need to know what that mineralization is. I mean, you know, like I said, there's red areas. Mm-hmm. I can take you to places right now out in the desert five miles from here where it's absolutely blood red soil with all the, all of the, almost every indicator that you could absolutely ever want in a gold bearing area and it's just completely totally devoid of gold mm. that one chemical that one that one thing that made the difference but what's really interesting about one of these places is that it's something that you can see from just about everywhere you're driving and you come across this you know you can see and then you can tell that people have prospected it they've tested it they've sampled it they didn't have anything but around that area, within about a mile of that area, there's a lot of gold mines that are right. very successful placer operations. So that right. was old timers knowing to look at that. That was that was not just old timers, but even the modern guys that are out there. Taking what they mm-hmm. saw, realizing where the gold wasn't, and now let's figure out where it is. Yeah. It was just a big beacon. It was a big beacon of this is an indicator, but it's the wrong indicator. Now let's find something that works. Mm-hmm. Any other takeaways? No, I think, you know, I think we covered them all. And, and it, like you said, yeah, we talked about the red dirt today, but the big thing is it's all an indicator and putting those pieces together and realizing which indicators are important and following it based on that and thinking out of the box, stay away from the rules of thumb, get out of the box. It's going to make you a successful prospector. Sure. I agree. And I'm not going to necessarily say stay away from the rules of thumb. Just know that the rules of thumb don't always apply. Mm-hmm. Gold's not always in the inside bin. Gold is not always associated with this, the, the blood red material. Gold is not always here. Gold is not always there. I mean, there's a lot of rules of thumb when it comes to prospect, when it comes to prospecting and some of them are spot on, but all it takes is one tree or one rock or something 
that takes a rule of thumb and completely puts the gold somewhere else. So the, right. I, I, I think for me, the, the big takeaway today is that uh, what I want people to take away from this today is, is you may be on the spot that really looks right, but it's, and it may not be right, but don't just walk away. Find out why it looks right and it's not. You might be mm-hmm. shocked at the answers. You might be shocked. 45, 50 feet away in an area that the only indicator there was just a little bit of difference between one side to the next side was seven grams of gold, a little pocket. Mm-hmm. I'll take seven gram pockets all day long. You betcha. We hope you enjoyed this episode of On the Gold. This was really designed to be a down and dirty quick training about getting out of the box. If you find the indicators and everything looks right and there's no gold, don't walk away from the area until you've looked around and looked at the bigger picture. Those six little pieces of the puzzle that made up the gold in the center, you have to build the entire puzzle just to be able to put those six pieces of puzzle in. Remember that the rules of thumbs are rules of thumb. They may not apply in every situation. If you like the On the Gold podcast, we ask that you go to our Buzzsprout page, which is onthegold.buzzsprout.com, and that's buzz, B-U-Z-Z, sprout, S-P-R-O-U-T.com. Hit your favorite player and subscribe to the On the Gold podcast. That way, every time we have a new episode that comes up, it'll automatically download onto your onto your mobile device or at least give you a notification that we have a new episode up. Until the next time, please be good to yourself, be good to others, and go out and prospect. Go out and prospect.